world. Thank you for checking out episode one of the Take It Home podcast. Before we jump into this wrestling talk, please check out our official sponsor, 1820 Apparel. Their website is wear1820.com. Bunch of badass t-shirts. They got a Tuesday special t-shirt, one of my other shows. They got a Wrestling Open Forum t-shirt, one of my other shows. And guess what? Coming soon, a Take It Home t-shirt. Go check them out. Wear1820.com. Now let's talk some wrestling. Let's take it home, boys. We're here. We're doing it. Quarantine, always trying to figure out new things to do. So, yeah, this is what we're doing. Uh, I got three cameras rolling. You're seeing this one. I got two other ones that'll go up, just like any live podcast that we've done in the past. This one's going to stay up for all the interaction. And I know, Seth, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, this, this, hair, this hair is out of control. That's why the beanie's on. <clears throat> but, yeah, this is the first ever take it home podcast part of the wrestling open forum network podcast uh it's not going to be on that it might be on the high spots wrestling network it might throw it up there but you can also watch it for free on our youtube page on wrestlingopenforum.com if you missed the live feed if you can i don't have the ability i have my phone somewhere i'd like listen truth be told no matter how prepared i think i am for these things it's always a cluster when i'm trying to get it going like this sign right behind me, the monster sign that I haven't put up in su such a long time. And I know monsters out of date, like it's old. It's like 2001 ish, but I got a cool ass sign. I wanted to put it up. So I put it up, uh, but that might fall at any point during this podcast. So if it does, it is what it is. I'm trying to do my best here, but yeah, no matter how much I prepare, it's always a cluster. So I have no idea where my phone is. Oh, found it. Uh, okay. All right, so this is basically, if, if it skips out, I apologize. If, if the internet's, uh, I mean, my internet's shitty, and I got it to about the point that you can push it. You, I got it to the point you can push it to where it doesn't just fall apart. So I'm, put, I'm like, I'm like, I got the gas pedal all the way down. Hopefully it lasts an hour and the engine doesn't blow. But... What the hell, man? I'm recording. This is my version of a wrestling podcast. If you guys haven't checked out the Wrestling Open Forum show that's on the High Spots Wrestling Network, I encourage you to go do that. Uh, that's uh, always a fun show. We have a great episode coming out tomorrow on the High Spots Wrestling Network. Me and Dutch do that. But uh, I've always, when we used to do, I wonder if I pause this while I still get the comments. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll keep up with the comments on my phone. But what like what we used to do, we used to do the Wrestling Open Forum show, just a little history lesson. We used to do the Wrestling Open Forum show on uh, on Facebook Live, and we had fan interaction, and it was always fun. When we decided we wanted to transition it over to – when we decided we want to transition it over to the High Spots Wrestling Network, uh, we kind of gave up the option of having the fan interaction and uh, – that I kind of that that's kind of lost on me. I really I really want to do the fan interaction. So uh, when whenever me and Dutch were coming up with ideas on how we can, sorry guys, trying to get that. I should have had all this shit worked out. But will I get comments? No, oh, it's skipping out. Fucking hell! All right. Fuck it, I'm just gonna go. I gotta record this anyway. But uh, but yeah, so uh, fan interaction. So ask questions, join in. I'm gonna try to keep up with it. Uh, what I was trying to get at while I was, I don't have a producer, and I need a producer. Brian pointed that out when I did the Tuesday special podcast live. But hopefully this thing keeps keeps rolling and doesn't doesn't flicker off. Uh, I assume it's going okay, but I don't know. I don't fucking know. Uh, we just have fun with it. So. I believe I can still see comments. I'm not sure. Let me turn it on my phone. Yeah, okay. 
All right, I'm gonna try to keep up with comments here. But uh, but yeah, the I don't even know where to start. I don't have any any subjects. I tried to prep. Just dude, I just finished my rain energy drink, so I'm ready to go. I'm ready to talk. Yes, Seth, I am starting off hot. This is this is gonna be. Like episode one, it's a clusterfuck, but it's going to have fun. And I get to talk to my buddies about professional wrestling on here. So what let's, let me see. Let me pull up some headlines for you guys. Let's see. Once again, I should have done this beforehand. Uh, let's see what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. I'm going to shoot. I do need a producer, Brian. I can't do it all. Uh, well, let's okay. Uh, I got pulled up uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet, which I which I appreciate this site. It's a fun site, uh, and the title headline is we we do have uh, Double or Nothing coming up this weekend, I believe. Uh, the Go Home Show is listen. I guess one advantage you have when the son of a NFL football stadium team owner has is I have too much shit going on right now. The this is not working. Okay. The advantage you have I'm not reading comments right now. The advantage you have when you your dad owns an NFL football team is that you can add a football stadium to a storyline. And if anybody saw dynamite on Wednesday night, you saw uh, a football field with the elite painted in the end zone with elite on the big screens. And it's like, what, what are we doing here? What, like, what are we doing here? We have the biggest company in the world in a warehouse in Orlando, Florida, producing a TV for millions of viewers. And we have uh, the second biggest American company because of uh, net worth in the your company worth money like the money backing it yes these comments will distract me Brian is doing it from a football field from a football stadium like what is wrestling right now uh, I just can't wait to see well I, yeah I can't wait to see what the independent wrestling uh, world is going to look like whenever these governors you can't call in Seth. Not not this time. I'm I'm working on calling in the call in option, but uh, but yeah. So like, what is the independent wrestling landscape going to look like in like the next three months, four months, eight months? Whenever whenever the governors decide us decide to let us fucking do wrestling shows, I don't know. I I just I want to do a wrestling show. I want I like we film some wrestling shows and I can if people want some information about if people want some information about uh the series of supremacy that PWX is coming out, I can th- toss some of that out if you have any questions, shoot them through the Facebook messages. Uh I guess I should give the if you're going if you're listening to this on podcast like every other Friday, so not next Friday, but the next we're going to be shooting another one of these bad boys live. So please just jump on board and watch them. If you watch them live on Facebook, 10 o'clock every or every other Friday morning, uh, you can join in. Hopefully I get better at this bullshit, but Hey, all right. So Brad, Brad Wilson shot me a, he's going to end up being my producer at some point. We just live too far apart right now. Um, let's see. Brad Wilson says, here's a topic. I don't think any company in any sport shuts down a show due to death or injury with the Owen Hart de- uh, dark side of the ring backlash. Do you think anybody stops a show? We've seen people paralyzed in football and the game continues. I think that's just the nature of sports and entertainment. All right. So one thing I realized when I was watching the dark side of the ring episode with uh, about Owen Hart is his wife made a very good point that I never even thought of is that whenever he fell and he was pronounced dead, that ring was considered a crime scene. And with that ring being a crime scene, you basically, I mean, I don't know if there is evidence of, of like murder. I don't, I don't think, I think it was a mishap. I think it was unknowledgeable people rigging. I mean, everybody, everybody comes up with their own conclusion, 
But uh, I think that I don't know. It's it's very true statement, and I never thought of it that way. Is that the like the ring when 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 the fall happened, death? Everybody knows what happened. The ring is now considered a crime scene. And if the ring's a crime scene, they should not be allowed to let anybody do anything, participate, should tape it off and uh, do a viable investigation, whether whether it was foul or not foul play, whether it was uh, someone else's fault or if the harness broke, it was a freak accident. The way you figure that out is you do an investigation. But... uh yeah, I don't know. So, Brad, to answer your question, uh, I feel like with with sports, uh, usually the injuries occur during uh, a mat, like during a game. Uh, they have physicians on hand and uh, X ray machines in all stadiums, and they, I think they have a fairly good uh, method of getting people carted off and getting to them to the hospital. I think as long as, as long as death isn't involved, I feel like the show can go on. Uh, even, even if like someone unfortunately gets paralyzed, I think the show can still go on. But, uh, I don't like when death's involved, you have a whole, that's a whole different set of circumstances when it comes to like crime scenes, crime, like investigations. Uh, I mean, you, you, Basically, if you just ship them off and continue what you're doing, then you have contaminated the crime scene and no inve- no investigation will be th- as thorough as it should be. So, I don't know. That's that's my take on it. Uh, but back, back to double or nothing. So, Mike Tyson's going to be a double or nothing. Does anybody know how much AEW paid Mike Tyson? I mean, he's, I mean, he, I don't know. He might be, he, is he hurting for money? He's going to start fighting again. By the way, have you seen his videos for fighting? Jesus Christ. I know, I know he might be like 52, but I don't want to get hit from him. I don't want to take that right hand. That right hook murders people. I don't know. I mean, it's like, but I, what, like, what is it? Is he going to be the enforcer? Let me pull, let me pull this shit up. I don't keep up with AEW as much as I should. Cody Rhodes confirmed this during a conference call with the media on Thursday, where he explained the relationship with Tyson began after he attended last year's double or nothing. Also Tyson, Tyson went to the last year's double or nothing. That's cool. Does Tyson live in Las Vegas? Wasn't in Las Vegas. Everybody knows he was a fan. Yeah. Over the course of the year, we've really come to respect him as a fan of what we do. He's a hardcore AEW fan. Uh, that's a stretch. I don't know about all that. He might like AEW. He's a hardcore WWE fan. Um, but yeah, the I would say though that that's one of the last touches that was put on Double or Nothing. In terms of who will be the one to present the champion, someone with an element of prestige. That's what Mike is there to do Saturday night. So he's going to deliver the belt. My question is, is listen, I get it. Trying to boost pay-per-view buys there. Uh, but okay. So double or nothing. It does double or nothing. Even does it have an audience? Somebody let me know that. Does. Is there an audience going to be in Las Vegas? Is Las Vegas open back up yet? Do we know? I don't know. The if okay, so if there is if there is fans in attendance, which I don't believe there are, because I would assume uh, so one of these UFC fights would would have been in Vegas if you could have fans. Because by the way, I know I know this is a wrestling podcast, but did, did anybody watch that UFC fight in the empty arena? Come on, dude. Did you hear the hits? Did you hear the punches and the kicks? Absolutely not. Absolutely freaking not. No way would I ever. Okay. So Brad said no audience other than wrestlers. So you're spending, I'm going to assume, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I assume that Mike Tyson has an agent 
when you have an agent and you make appearances, especially on. Oh, double or nothing is in Jacksonville. Sorry. Thank you, Brad. Uh, when you have an agent, the you have an appearance fee. So does AEW think that the appearance of Mike Tyson presenting a belt, which they're probably spending a couple hundred thousand dollars if they have to pay his appearance fee. I don't know. I mean, he might be friend with Cody and it's a favor. If that's the case, then kudos to Cody and Tony Khan and all them who set that up. But if they have to pay the appearance fee, now you're paying additional cost on top of what you're paying the workers for no fans and maybe, maybe some, some pay-per-view revenue. But I mean, I don't think that I don't think their pay-per-view numbers are, are stellar yet. I know they've been climbing, but who knows? It's like, I don't like, why don't you wait and do something? I understand it's the TNT title. I understand it's a big deal. I know it's the secondary, the first secondary championship that they have. Uh, outside of the tag team titles, but the first secondary singles championship that they have. But man, like, I don't know. I wish I knew more. I wish I knew more. If if it's a favor for Mike Tyson to show up, then hey, kudos, bitches. Kudos. If it's not, then spending some money, Tony. Spending some money. I know you don't have to pay for a, a, a not to pay for an arena. You don't have to pay for the building because it's daddy's. But uh, but yeah, that's that's a big expense with no fans to show any reaction. I guess you got the thirty wrestlers that sit around ringside that can show some type of reaction. I mean, I just, he just needs to punch somebody. Let him punch Sammy Guevara. Just continue, continue to build build his stardom because Sammy Sammy Guevara. I met him a few years back at WrestleCon, and I was like, man, this kid's good but I've never heard of him. He's from Texas and uh, he had done a lot of stuff in Mexico and uh, a bunch of Lucha stuff. And now he's getting his just due. I like him. All right. So uh, yes, Seth Webb, those fights were awesome. They could hear the fight. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I heard that on Rogan. Like the fighters could hear the commentary during the fights and made, uh, made adjustments at the commentators. I think uh, there was one fighter. It might've been uh I can't say his name. G- Gagey, 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 the guy that uh, beat Tony Ferguson. I'm not big on. I can't remember fighters' names. I just know they're what they look like. Uh, when ah uh, oh, shit, what's his name that does commentary? The big dude, DC. Uh, DC was throwing out uh, advice, and he was listening. But uh, Ethan, you can get this shirt at hotspots.com. I believe they still have some. Um, yeah, so here, here's something that looks interesting on the sheet. Seth Rollins. So anybody that saw Jim Cornette's, like, fucking just stupid comments about Becky Lynch getting pregnant while she's the champion and she's the biggest thing. Uh, come on. Like, come on. Okay. So, uh, Seth Rollins did an interview, uh, on Corey, on Corey Graves after the bell podcast, Rollins addressed Cornette's rant. So basically Cornette said, listen, why you can wait till you're, till you're, you're not the biggest thing in the world to have, to have a baby. Like why, why did you, why are you doing it now? Uh, and first off my, like my opinion on the matter is Jim Cornette, you People like a, ba- a woman can have a baby any, any damn time she wants. It's none of your damn business. Maybe she's reached her reached her peak and she don't give it. She don't give a shit to be in the wrestling business anymore. Jim Cornette, unlike you. But I, I mean, I like Jim Cornette. I think once again, I said I said it on the Wrestling Open Forum show. I think sometimes Jim Cornette presents very valid points, very very valid. Uh, Pieces of information, although although old school thinking, I just he just has no way to deliver it effectively at all. He delivers it like he's still the boss of people, and he's not the boss of anybody. So it's I think it's just a delivery that he found. I think it's a delivery that he found uh, worked in WWE when you had to talk to those guys like that. 
And now he can just say, like, why, what, what, my thing is, what keeps Jim Cornette from just saying, uh, hey, man, I mean, I, she might have messed up her career because she's having a baby when she was the top thing in wrestling. She's a top women, like one of the most successful women wrestlers, if not the most successful women's wrestler in the world. Why? I mean, I just don't agree with the timing. But guess what, Jim? Sometimes people get pregnant because they have sex. If you have sex, you have the you have the the risk of getting pregnant. And maybe maybe they planned it. Maybe they didn't. You know that shit happens, Jim. I don't know if it happens in Kentucky. It definitely happens in the rest of the world. All right, off my rant. Let's read what Rollins said. It hurt my feelings on a personal level because Jim Cornette is someone who is a legend in our industry. True, although see now now. And he is someone I have personally worked with in Ring of Honor. He did nothing for Ring of Honor. For him to come out and say some real... Actually, he did do something. He created the... He he made Kevin Steen slash Owens a bigger star than he already was. Through his ignorance and stupidity, he made Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen a bigger star than he was already and he was he was one of the biggest stars in ring of honor so thank you for that jim cornett uh and probably he probably drove him to continue wrestling and prove him wrong uh rollins said for him to come out and say some real negative things some real misogynist must i don't know things about women in general and pregnancy in the industry it kind of caught me off guard and made me lose a lot of respect for somebody that a lot of people had already kind of lost respect for Apparently, from what I found out about some revolt situations, uh, people from WWE don't pay attention to the internet and what people say. If you have any any experience with Jim Cornette at all in the past five years, you know that he talks shit all the time. He says a lot of things that are that are just ill, like ill thought out and ill willed. So I don't know, fucking Jim Cornette, man. What would you do? Let me see. For those who miss Cornette, blah, 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 blasted Lynch for getting pregnant while making a huge salary as a top star in WWE. Guess what, Jim? Money might not, isn't everything to everyone. Might be to you, not, not to everyone. So, yeah. Quit. Jim, people, people have different mindsets, buddy. You know, different mindsets, bud. Like some people don't care about fame and money. Some people have traveled the roads. Some people have uh, have done it all that they feel like they can do in a, in a in a business such as wrestling. And maybe somebody wants to start a family and not not when they're thirty five like I did. And whenever you bend over, your back goes out when you try to pick your kid up. So I don't want to spend way too much time on this. And somebody throw me something. Uh, I got a few people jumping on. Uh, throw me some stuff you want to talk about. Uh, we can talk about uh, Ethan. Do you want to talk about Joe Rogan, dude? I was uh, like, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna get off this cornet, fuck cornet. So, I was talking to my girlfriend about this. In case nobody's heard, and I assume every podcast in the world is gonna talk about Joe Rogan. Uh, I don't know if it has to if it had to do with the whole YouTube thing about how YouTube's trying to demonetize uh, videos that have curse words in the first five minutes. Is if anybody's heard that, or uh, they just they're not giving as much money in monetization uh, out for it. But the like Joe Rogan signed an exclusive video exclusive. I don't know if it's audio exclusive. Uh, possibly audio exclusive video exclusive deal with Spotify. What is being reported for over a hundred million dollars and it's a multi-year deal for a hundred million dollars and listen, Spotify. I know you're about to launch your video uh, podcast network or platform in September. I'll take a hundred thousand dollars. I'll take $50,000. I'm not, I'm not lowering my expectation. I'm not lowering my standard from $50,000. Give me $50,000. I'll do as many podcasts as you want on your network. And it'll be about wrestling. Hopefully they don't, they don't go to Colt first. 
because he's got a lot more leverage than me. All right, trying to keep up with these comments. Uh, feel free to jump on, throw these comments out. Uh, I'm on prowrestlingsheet.com. Looking up some uh, – looking at, hey, hey, uh, shout out to Adam Page returning on Dynamite. Have fun with that. Has anybody, did any, speaking of Rogan, since we're on the subject, that, did anybody see uh, Patton Oswalt talking about the situation? Like, Joe Rogan calls wrestling – like, he, he makes, an, makes a comparison – of something they were talking about, about saying Joe Rogan, saying Joe Rogan says to Patton Oswalt, like it's, it's basically like when they found out wrestling was fake and they, they had to make it more entertainment and it, that's Patton Oswalt stops Rogan and says, well, listen, wrestling is choreographed. I mean, I mean this isn't verbatim. This is me just picking out pieces of what he said. Wrestling is choreographed. It's not fake. These guys throw their bodies off ladders and off the top rope and land on this wood and padding. There's nothing fake about that. People get hurt. And Joe Rogan is like, oh, okay. Like how like Joe Rogan, I love you. I don't mean any 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 ill will with this, but how many times do we have to fucking explain to people that wrestling is it's not fake? It's it, fake is not the word to describe it is what I'm trying to say. Don't like that's like how ignorant do you have to be? And I understand. I understand most. Some people don't look at wrestling for, for all like look at listen to wrestling podcasts. Listen to interviews where people call it fake. People don't do all this, but like how ignorant do you have to be? That's like me saying uh, dancing isn't a sport. And people might say dancing isn't a sport, and it might be a sore subject to some people, but dancing is a sport. You know why? Because you have to exert energy. It takes energy. It takes precision. It takes memory. It takes muscle memory. And there's and there's injuries. What, what classifies it as a sport? Same thing as professional wrestling. Professional wrestling is a sport. Yes, it's a dance. Yes, it's a presentation. Yes, it's entertainment. Yes, it's choreographed, but it's still a sport. If you don't think it's a sport, then you get your fat ass up, go run around the ring for three minutes running ropes and see if you don't throw up or tear your ACL or twist your ankle. Like, come on, Joe. Out of, for someone that is for someone that is very well-spoken, and he might have just said it because he's an MMA guy, listen, I got a buddy named Josh who wrestled. Who wrestled who, he did wrestle. He's a very good wrestler, but he fought in the UFC. And me, and that's the first thing he said to me whenever I, I was like, oh, yeah, I work in wrestling when I first met him. My girlfriend's best friend's his, uh, his wife. I was like, yeah, I work in wrestling. And he's like, uh, oh, that fake stuff. And I was like, come on, man. Like, is it is it an intentional insult or is it just people's ignorance? You can, like, there's too many people have gotten hurt. Too many people have gotten uh like seriously injured, like Darren draws off draws. You see him in the dark side of the ring. You like, that's a, that's a legitimate person that was, that had a career in sports after a career in sports and got injured and now is in a wheelchair the rest of his life. So, but it's, but people still think it's fake. Like, come on, come on guys. All right. I'm sure everybody that's listening has has uh, seen the story about Shad Gaspard. Uh, such a sad story. I never got a chance to meet him. I, I feel like I've met him once, but it was in passing at a WrestleCon. Uh, he's just a huge human being. <clears throat> this It's like, I don't know, did he play sports before he got into wrestling? I don't know, but that's what he looked like. He looked like somebody that, like if, you ever, if you've ever seen an offensive If you ever seen an offensive lineman for a for a football team, NFL football team, those MFers are huge, 
huge. Like you think they're big, you know they're big. Like it's it's obvious they're they're big. But dude, ne- like next level big. But uh, but yeah, it's so sad the whole situation. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if like riptide currents or rip currents undercurrents are bad in Venice. I don't know if that's a thing or if it's just. I don't know. It happens. I had a buddy that was in high that I went to high school with. That was his name. His name was uh, Ricky Childers. He's a little younger than me. He's a quarterback on our football team. Uh, one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, one of the sweetest him and his brother. And they were down in I think the Bahamas or somewhere down in the Caribbean. And uh, he got he got picked up by uh, Riptide or Undertow and got taken out to see him and his brother. And his brother they they got his brother out, but they didn't they. Same situation. They lost him. Uh, it's, uh, but like, I want to, I want to focus on the positive of this. If there is a positive is like, I've, I've always heard even, even before all this happened, I've always heard how, how much of a nice guy he is. And, uh, I, I remember seeing like, it's the videos kind of resurfaced now, but the video of him and MVP watching Kofi Kingston win the, uh, world title or WWE championship. Um, like, yeah, like, come on, man. Like I loved Crime Time. I mean, me and me and Dutch talk about it on the episode tomorrow that airs tomorrow on Hotspots Wrestling Network, the Wrestling Conform Show. But uh, like Crime Time was, it was a kind of ill-fated gimmick. It's like it's kind of sketchy gimmick. But like JTG and Chad were amazing. Uh, they, they're some of the most entertaining TV that I watched when I was when I was growing up with Crime Time, and I I love their look. I love their the feel of the tag team. But uh, but yeah. But he like he he went out as a hero. I'll finish this whole segment off with I, I bought mine yesterday, but uh, I encourage everybody collar and elbow. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a clothing line. I believe it's owned by Al Snow, but they put out a shirt where all the profit and proceeds go to uh, Shad's wife and and son. Uh, it's it's basically uh, the shirt looks like the uh, Mike Tyson uh, roots of roots of fight shirt but it's got Chad, Gas- uh, Chad Gaspard, and then it says Heavyweight Hero. Uh, it's an awesome shirt. I ordered mine. Can't wait to get it so I can rock it and represent somebody that I truly respect. And and like I said, I had heard so much good things about him over the years. Uh, never, I think I met him. Like, I think we passed by one time at WrestleCon, but I never really got to meet him. Uh, but like I don't, I don't have to meet him to know how, how well-respected and how good of a guy he was just based solely – on the response and everybody's stories and everybody's uh, memories of uh, Shad. So won't be forgotten. You are a hero. Respect the hell out of you because that's a, that's a big, that's a big thing, man, to, to give your life for your child. But yeah, rest in peace, bud. See you again at some point. Have those hour long wrestling matches in the sky, but uh, let me see. What uh, Brad Wilson said? Actually, Robin Goffin asked, "How how mad do you get when you hear people call wrestling fake?" I don't. Get, I don't really get mad. It's, what can I? What can I compare it to? Uh, I don't get mad. I get like it's just ignorance. It's it's like you're. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. I want, I want to say it's like someone using a slur, but it's not that it's not that crazy. Um, it's just some, it's somebody being ignorant to like, that's like, it's like somebody saying like sports are like uh, baseball's fake. Like my, to my point, like we're talking about like the steroids is a whole nother topic, but people can say like Barry Bonds took steroids. Mark McGuire took performance enhancing drugs all this and that. Listen, you can take all the steroids in the world, but that ain't gonna help you hit a freaking ball. You gotta have hand-eye coordination. You gotta be able to catch. You gotta have you gotta have that baseball skill. Do I agree with people taking steroids? I think if they make I don't agree with people taking steroids to get a power advantage. I mean, I think the problem here is is that you can still hit a ball, but when you're taking steroids and you build all this muscle and you get all this power, then you can hit the ball out and then and Two of those guys have uh, home run, chant, like home run records in the, in Major League Baseball. That's where the issue is. The issue is not like 
being it like taking steroids. Like I don't know. But then then again, do do they give steroids to help return from an injury? Yes. They give you steroids when you can't breathe. Yes. I don't know. But no, I don't get mad. I get irritated because it's it's just ignorant. It's an ignorant statement. I mean, it's been it's been talked about. It's been publicized. It's been talked about on mainstream news. It's an ignorant statement. All right, Brad Wilson says, people say it's fake because they don't understand it. They want their sport to be superior. No matter how many football or basketball players have failed, how many pro sports have been busted for rigging games, they want to demand wrestling to demean wrestling to feel superior. They aren't, though. Give someone the results of a football game before it happens. Nobody watches. Tell me what happens on Double or Nothing. I'm still buying it. They have an issue with that fact. Is Double or Nothing airing live? I believe so. But uh, I agree, hundred percent, Brad. I don't. I don't know that. I don't know that they. I mean, that, you might be right. They might say stuff like that to disparage wrestling and make their sport of their choosing uh, more superior. I just. I. I think it's ignorance. I think it's somebody who has an opinion but doesn't doesn't have the uh, wherewithal to uh, to research research the matter before they state their opinion. It's like me talking about politics. I don't know jack shit about politics, but I, uh, well, I don't know jack shit about politics, so I won't say anything about politics. I'll just, okay. Like whatever you say, Trump's an asshole. Yeah. He says some asshole stuff. Uh, Biden's, uh, losing like he's, he's senile. Yeah. He, I've seen the videos on YouTube. I, I, both both are accurate s- statements. I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. That's me because I don't know jack shit about politics. Uh, but I think yeah, I think it's it's ignorance. And and if if I wanted to uh, give my opinion on po- on political statements or political stances and stuff like that, then I would go on the internet, watch some videos, do some research before I had that conversation. Problem is, is people people got worked. I think that's 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 the bigger issue now that I'm thinking about it, Brad. I think people got worked. They don't like they don't like to feel like they've been worked. They don't like to feel like they've been taking not taking advantage of, but just they believe something that isn't true. So that's their that's their defense mechanism is they're gonna say, Oh, it's fake. It's fake because they know who's gonna win. Oh well so does NASCAR drivers. But like they make you believe it's real and you still believe it's real. And you think all these fights aren't set up? Come on. Nextel is the NASCAR fighting. Like, Nextel is like a fight promoter. They're like, listen, we all know Kyle Busch is an asshole. Let him do some bullshit to somebody. We'll take care of half the payment for your car. And that person needs to get in his face after the show or after the race so we get some ratings. And it's all over ESPN. Happens too many times. Don't tell me I'm wrong. Um, moving on. How about Drew Gulak parts ways with WWE? Come on, WWE. But I don't know. Like I've been told, I've been told that the a lot of talent, including some, including some NXT and some WWE, have been given the option. Uh, so they'll go to them and say, "Listen, if you want your release, we'll grant it. Uh, you just got to do your." no complete clause. And I don't know if Gulak was one of those people. I mean, I, the parts, parts of his situation say yes. Parts of his situation say no. Uh, he's been prominently, uh, promoted on WWE television. So that's not usually the case whenever, uh, wrestlers are prepared to part ways. I say that, but you look at spud, uh, what's his name in WWE? Rockstar Spud, uh, Drake Maverick. I mean, he got he got released and made a big deal about it and put out the a very emotional video. Uh, and he's still he's still in this cruiserweight tournament, so that might just be a big angle. Sarah Logan got released, and they say she's going to get signed back. Uh, I mean, it might be. I think, and I, and I don't know that people know what it means when, and they they haven't stated uh, like when people get furloughed as opposed to released. That's uh, two completely different things. I th- like most of the agents that they let go 
Everybody's like, oh my God, they let all these agents go. No, they got furloughed. Like as soon as soon as they can do live shows again. <coughs> sorry. As soon as they can do live shows again, these agents are going to go back because that's who runs the the live like the live events. But uh, but yeah, I mean me selfishly. Uh, I hope Drew does independence whenever they can kick back up because I'd love to have Drew back. Dude, let me tell you about a story about Drew Gulak. I, I went to Bola. Thank you, Mike Bukikia. Uh, one year and uh, we were me and Mike, I think, and a few other people went out to the pool at our hotel uh, because we had just extra day or like we were going to bowl that night or something like that. It's like night two and Drew was out at the pool and uh, this is when I had my strong style life uh, clothing company obviously a few years too too early because after I was like, okay, I tried it. It was somewhat successful, but now it's just too much. I don't want to keep up with it, so I'm just going to give it up. Uh, shout out to anybody who has any of that merch. But uh, but then like a year later, everybody has a clothing line, and then Pro Wrestling Tees is blowing up. Uh, but I, and me and him talked, and it's one of the nicest guys ever one of the absolute nicest guys ever because of that is why we booked him for rise of a champion is I was, I was big on booking him for the rise of a champion where war games happen. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope he, the thing is, is a lot of these guys, especially now can make more money on the Indies than they're making in WWE and with a lot less travel. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I definitely think for Gulak, it's, uh, get released, go do some Indies, then come back. It, I think that's, I mean, he's, he's too good and and people know he's too good and WWE. I mean, yes, they, they've had him in the cruiserweight, the whole cruiserweight division, but they had him with Daniel Bryan, uh, there through his last little run. And, uh, part, a part of me, a part of the reason I think he either knew he was going to get released or he said, listen, let me go. Uh, was because like, if you've read reports that, match with Daniel Bryan they had on Raw, I believe. Uh there were they threw no punches. It was all it's just straight wrestling. It's a great match. Uh it's fun to watch. Uh very entertaining. Very it's very fun because you can see their minds working. I feel like they didn't call it all. They, they didn't go out there with everything called and just going through like not going through the motions, but just following the routine. I think they went out there and they were like, let's just wrestle. And those two guys are two of the best that's ever done it, especially in in that realm of the world. And so that's what they did, but uh, but yeah, man, I, I'd I'd love to have Drew come through PWX. Uh, I'd love to see him in a, f- a few of the indies, uh, just to just to have fun with that. And I, I love his gimmick that he had in WWE. I'd like to see him come back with the catch point stuff. I mean, I I don't know. There's, it's possibilities are endless. That's that's what I look at it when these people get released. Is like the possibilities uh, on the independents and moving forward when they're not under contract working for one company. Uh, they, and it's like they can go to whatever company they want to and, and have these legendary matchups. And I think that's what Drew's going to do. And, I, and I've, I'm about 80 to 85% sure that he'll, he'll end up back in WWE. That's, that's just my gut feeling. Uh, let me see. Cuff Daddy. I don't understand when people say wrestling is fake. Oh, we're going to jump back on this bandwagon. But they go watch the most over-the-top movies. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. All right. Capo said, I'm on furlough every other week. I still work for the company. I don't get paid for the time I'm on furlough. Yeah. It's just a way for them to cut benefit, cut cost uh, to furlough people. And listen, man, a lot. I I know like if, if you haven't, it makes sense from a business perspective. Let's speak from a wrestling business perspective. It makes sense to furlough the, the agents because, like you, you have a limited number of matches. You have a limited number of matches in uh, on Raw and SmackDown because of the situation. Is you don't have a crowd. Uh, I assume because of the whole situation, they still agent matches. But I feel like looking at matches and watching some of the WWE television, they're allowing the talent to come up with their matches, and uh, they. I, I assume that's the deal. Like there's, there's been this, it's not as cookie cutter ever since they started this, this, they had to go to the performance center and 
do Raw and SmackDown and NXT. NXT has an, has always been. If I feel like if I feel like the the guys are and the girls are calling the matches because you can tell by the way it's structured that it's wrestlers structuring as opposed to agents. Uh, I don't. Not everybody can do that. I I can try to. Sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm wrong. I'm not going to say I can do it every time. But uh, SmackDown and Raw now seem like seem like they're in that boat of being able to allow talent to call matches as opposed to agents telling them what they need, telling them what they need to do. Now I do think Vince McMahon and triple H and whoever else is, uh, at raw and SmackDown still do the promos because the promos are absolutely terrible. But outside of edge edge and Randy Orton have been really good. Um, Brad Wilson says, do you think Ricochet and Cedric should continue to be a tag team moving past the pandemic? I stand by, if you've seen uh, last week's Wrestling Open Forum show, I talked about Cedric and Ricochet, and I will stand by this, and if WWE doesn't do this, I'm going to be so mad. And, and you can have it. I don't, even, I don't even want credit. I just want to see this happen. I think, I'm going to say it, this is the last time I'll say it, until I get in front of somebody from WWE, and send them, I might send them an email. Um, Ricochet and Cedric need to be marketed as Marvel superheroes simply because Ricochet can do all this gambit shit and daredevil stuff. I mean, I don't, they don't need to wear a mask. They don't need to, I mean, they can, they can, can stay, stay their whole gimmick, but there's never been anybody in WWE that's ever been marketed like a Marvel superhero. And I'm not saying don't go corny with it. Don't don't make it like put special effects on them. Just give them situations and matches where they're fighting villains who can overpower them, can cheat, can do all this, and they still they still overcome. And like Dutch had the idea of having them have sayings, like especially especially in this no fan zone. Uh, that we're in now, let them make, like it, come up with the part in a match where they say something that can be, uh, that can be called like a saying, like that can say, mm, I'm trying to think of a good example, but I don't have any right now. It's too early in the morning, but you get, you get what I'm saying. Like let, let Cedric wear his little Spider-Man long sleeve top out to the ring. Let Ricochet wear his trench coat with the cut off sleeves with the, with the high, uh, collar and just let them be superheroes. And I mean, like, make like make their do little videos for them that you put on YouTube, WWE YouTube or the WWE network that looks like a superhero movie. You obviously have the talent. We saw that at WrestleMania and all of these uh, cinematic matches that you've done. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's what needs to happen with Cedric. I definitely think they need it they need to keep them as a tag team because I feel like they bring something to the tag team division that the tag team division doesn't have in the entire uh, WWE. I think them versus new day would be insane. I believe I think them versus, uh, Usos would be insane. I think them versus, uh, the, uh, what's the three group, the, uh, for, un, the forgotten soldiers. Is that right? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Gunner. I call him Gunner. But uh but yeah, I think Cedric and I think they found something and I'm happy for Cedric and Ricochet because they needed something and I think they found something and they both they're friends, they get along and you can tell their chemistry when they wrestle. And they're both fucking insane wrestlers. They can do all this high flying stuff and all this jumping around and all this. So yes, Brad, I think that uh, Ricochet and Cedric should continue as a tag team. Uh Forgotten Sons. Thank you. Uh, Eric. Okay, so Cuff Daddy said, "What are your thoughts on WWE doing cinematic matches, and should it be done more when crowds come back?" Problem with cinematic matches when crowds come back are the you don't want crowds watching a video screen for fifteen minutes. Uh, I've made a statement before that, like when I went to when you go to a SmackDown or Raw. Uh, when you're able to again, if you've ever been to a live one, you watch like during commercial breaks, you just watch screens, like watch the screens so much. You see a, like next year's WrestleMania is this time. I uh, watch this DVDs coming out. 
this new the Undertaker promo or the Undertaker promo for his thing. Like that's it's continuous and it gets old quick. And you realize, like, man, there's a lot of sitting around when you're at these TV tapings. When there's action going on, it's super fun and it's super engaging. But uh, but at, when there's not and there's commercials, you just you're just sitting there doing absolutely nothing. But uh, so I don't think I think where cinematic uh, matches come into play are, I think that it, it I like the fact that WWE took the initiative and and tried it out through. Uh, the pandemic situation and no crowds. I think that you can promote a big match with uh, and put it on the network as just a video. Like you just like the build to the match and then the actual match. And it can be in a boneyard style setting. It can be in uh, like, for instance, the best, the best one is I think that the Tommaso Ciampa outside of the boneyard and uh, the Firefly Funhouse, which, which was awesome. Everybody knows that we've talked about it. But uh, the Tommaso Ciampa Johnny Gargano match, where they they had no lights or anything, they had they there are no like screens, no extra, just lights in a ring with no apron, just black. Like I like that, and I think you could, if you're trying to promote it on like a YouTube or a live stream or uh, on your network, like just put up matches like that. Show the build for about ten minutes, show the twenty minute match, and. Boom. Done. All right, Eric. So, Eric, let me see. We've got four minutes left. I, I don't need, I mean, this is just an hour. I'll talk about this, and I'll do one more topic if anybody throws it out there while I'm talking about this. Eric Thompson asked, uh, can we talk about how commentary can make a match better? Uh, I agree. The uh, The person that taught me this, even though I, I, I knew this fact, the person that taught me the most about this was uh, Kevin Kelly. And uh, like there, everybody, anybody that watches wrestling or has followed Kevin Kelly's, I don't say this just because I'm friends with him or he works with us or he's been like a big catalyst in the success that I've had in the past two years. Uh, like Kevin does so much research. I remember like the situation when, when how Kevin got working with us, like when we when we brought Kevin in, uh, I contacted Kevin, I think, or John Schuyler contacted Kevin in like December, November, I think it was December, about coming in for the first X sixteen that he did with us, and uh, he he got in contact with me and Brian. We we worked out a deal. He was going to come in. We brought Bob in with him because he asked if Bob could do Bob Evans to do commentary with him, and we were looking for a new commentary team. This is before we had Brett. And, uh, when we got there, I had a script written out and Kevin's like, I, I'm gonna go study this and go talk to the guys and this and that. And by the second night, he knew everything about everybody. And, and, and I was like, that's impressive, Kevin. And he said, well, listen, it's and now this isn't verbatim. This is just what I remember. And he said, uh, listen, if I know everything I can about a wrestler, I can react like I know them as a person on commentary. So in a sense, you're continuing, you're building their character, building their, uh, building their character, building, like showing depth and he knows story. And if you know the storyline that you're trying to build to, you know, the character inside and out and you know, it's, it's almost like a critic to a play. If you, if you know all the, if you've studied all the characters, you can give an honest assessment of what is going on. And I think that like a good, I'll tell you what, a good example of this is I can't remember the guy's name. There was a guy on that fought in on the UFC either last weekend or when I think it was last weekend. Uh, and the commentary, like he, he, his, his daughter had was killed and all this stuff had happened and they knew, they, they knew all this. They explained all this and, like he had the underdog feel and through that entire fight, he had the underdog feel and I'm not saying they bring up tragedy all the time, but I'm saying that if you know the character, if you know the situation, if you know everything you need to know about a person and a character and, and what, what the end game is, 
then you you enhance the match, you enhance the story because like once again, like if if two wrestlers go out there, especially in this day and time, if they go out there without any commentary and they just punch and kick and talk shit, then then everything's gonna get lost in translation. You have to be educated enough to to carry that story, narrate narrate the the film that you're watching, and and that's what a good commentator does. And uh, it's hard to find people that that like that. And with like the, with the commentary, you when you're building a commentary team or trying to figure out, it's the same as like when you're trying to build your promotion. You're trying to find a feel that you want that comes from commentary, and uh, that's like you like my my taste i i like i love the the jim ross jerry lawler dynamic uh i love the serious uh compassionate and knowing everything about everyone and being educated about everyone's situation how they got there their their history their past uh their goals then you have the comedic one that always likes to poke fun dog shit brings a whole nother aspect into, into the scenario. And like that, that's my favorite. And that's, that's why I like the Tommy Thomas, uh, Tommy Thomas and, uh, Brett Wolverton or, or like Tom, that's why like whenever we have Kevin in, I like to do a three man booth, like Tommy, Brett and Kevin, because Kevin, Kevin knows everything about everyone. Brett's the Brett's like a play by play guy. He can, he can tell you what's going on. He'll keep you, keep you updated on, like if you, if you close your eyes, Brett can keep you updated on what's going on in the ring so you can follow. And Tommy's there to give his input, but give his input from a comedic standpoint and uh, keep you entertained. And he'll, he's the one that'll make you giggle every once in a while and laugh. And you got to have that. It can't all be serious. There's a lot of dynamic, but uh, Eric, to answer your question, I know I went like completely off topic on that. Uh, yeah. Commentary is a big piece of... Uh, of the f- the movie that you're trying to make in the ring when you have when you have a match when you're trying to tell a story uh that's the that's the third wheel of the of the the two wrestlers in the ring actually the third wheel is the referee but that's it's a big component to to what a match can present <clears throat> best example i can give you is think about all all the um movies that Morgan Freeman has has voiced over or done narrative or like did the intro voiceover and brought you into the movie like a Disney nature movie that Morgan Freeman like think about the movie without Morgan Freeman it's exactly uh, James Johnson I'm gonna throw this one out and then I'm getting out of here because I got to eat some lunch because I'm freaking starving all right so James John said Tommy Thomas and Dave Foster may have some of the most genius or genuine reactions to each other on air. I never get tired of hearing them together. Yes. Tommy Thomas and Dave Foster have a, what I love about that whole thing, and this is going to kill Tommy's heat, but uh, when Dave came on commentary, I knew he didn't have much experience. And so I told Tommy, I said, listen, man, teach him, teach him what you can, but allow him to be him. Like don't, don't make him you, allow him to find his identity on, on the mic, but teach him how to follow matches, how to stay, stay on top of things, how to uh, not dive in. And Dave still does it. He like dives in real quick and he gets all of the stuff in, in the first five minutes when in a 15 minute match. And then he's drained himself for the rest of the match. You have to know how to pace yourself. Uh, and Tommy's done so good with Dave on that. And I think Dave's coming into his own and yeah, like what I love, like, to- like Tommy's like me. We're we're so sucked into wrestling that we don't know how to come out and come out and be a fan. And I think Dave still harnesses that fan reaction in him and it comes across in commentary. And that's what I love about Dave Foster. That's the only good thing I'm gonna say about Dave. But no, no. Uh Dave I love Dave and I love Tommy. That's that shows you how good Tommy is at what he does and how, how he understands that's why I give him the credit and I give him uh, the ability to help teach people. But, uh, but yeah, so that's it. I think it's been fun. I've had fun. I hope everybody's had fun. Uh, we're, like I said, we're going to do this every other Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, and, and please share it all over the web. Please tell your friends about it. Please put it on all these wrestling groups that they have on Facebook. I'm going to try to. 
Uh, and the like full version that's not the live version. I always keep the live version up, but then the uh, you can you can listen to the audio portion if you think you missed something or you want to listen to it back. Let's do the audio portion on Wrestling Open Forum, uh, iTunes page, and all that. Or same the same place you listen to the Wrestling Open Forum show, uh, and it's also it's also going to be available on WrestlingOpenForum.com. So yeah, check it out. Follow me on social media. Uh, just go to WrestlingOpenForum.com and it has everything. Uh, I don't know all my social media tags. I don't know why I don't, but I don't. It's like P. Pry- Patrick Wright eighty three on Twitter. Patrick Price Comedy on Facebook. I'm trying. I'm gonna shoot him out to you. P. Price two K twelve on Instagram. Maybe. I don't know the. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to do these Instagram stories. I, I sung some Backstreet Boys on Instagram stories yesterday, which is very embarrassing. But I'm trying to once again. I'm trying to get that Burt Kreischer level of entertainment. I'm trying to entertain people. So, yeah. So, thank you guys. Brian kissed my ass, and that was fun. Appreciate it, guys. See you next Friday. Make sure you watch Wrestling Open Forum on the HotspotsWrestlingNetwork.com tomorrow, 12 o'clock. Thanks, guys. 